in a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. Today, I'm excited to bring you some of the simple adventures that have been a part of our life, but also from the very beginning. You know, I think part of this has been a gap year has been built on the basis of simple adventures or that being our foundation, but it's also really the simple steps that got us to become a more adventurous family and some of the things that have happened because of that. So I thought I'd share some simple things that we can do to adventure. And you might be asking, well, why simple adventures? And I think it's the perfect remedy for our busy modern lives. These bite-sized escapades are a way to transport you, to escape the ordinary, to bond as a family, to uncover the magic that lies in the seemingly mundane of our daily lives. And they allow us to see the world through fresh eyes, sometimes appreciating the beauty in every detail and cherishing the moments shared with our family. Simple Adventures I've Learned is the key to unlocking the magic of everyday life. Ironically, it was the Simple Adventures that led us to our joy audit, which eventually led to a career break and a family gap year, traveling North America in our RV. So I feel like these Simple Adventures actually can lead to real big memories, whether it's just exploring local trails, a new museum, trying new activities, uncovering hidden gems in your region, Simple adventures infuse joy and wonder into our lives, and I want you to have more access to this. So I am creating a subscription where you can get simple adventures delivered to your inbox every week. You don't have to do them, but it is meant to be a spark for something bigger. Small steps to big memories is what I like to say. As I want to recount some of the mini adventures that our family has been a part of this year, I think it's funny because most of what is new and different isn't always new and different, but it's in a different place. So I have 10 simple adventures, and these are things you can start tomorrow. One of them is just taking a different route to the grocery store or trying a different grocery store. So I have two stories related to this. One of them is that we are always in a new place, essentially every week. We're learning a new community. We're having to find a grocery store that fits our lifestyle. And ironically, the funny thing is, is like we never know where this place is. And so it's always an adventure just to go to the grocery store. And it got me thinking, though, how many times I take the same route to and from things, whether it be to school or it be to the grocery store or wherever it is, I'm always taking kind of the same routes. And what if we just got intentional about taking a different route? Not necessarily a scenic route, but just being intentional about trying something different that's already happening in our life. When I was in Maine, we found, we saw this review for a grocery store. And when I pulled up, I was like, hmm, it didn't look like a grocery store at all. So I questioned whether that was the place I wanted to go. It turns out it was an Asian grocery store. 
And the food and the produce that they had was absolutely amazing. And the selection, it was just so good. And we, I, I usually take one child with me. It's like a small vacation when we're in the RV that you get to get out and go grocery shopping with mom. And on this occasion, I had her choose, as I always do, what are three things that you would like to try? So every time I go grocery shopping, if I take a child with me, they are allowed to choose three quote unquote treats. They aren't always treats per se, but things that they would be interested in having. So maybe it's, in this case, it was the sesame bars. I've never had those before. They're kind of like a candy, but made with sesame seeds. We tried dumplings. We tried a different kind of ice cream. So it was just interesting what our kids choose. And that was just within the confines of a new store. Our second one then is to turn your favorite foods into an adventure. As you may know, our family is on a quest to taste the best small batch homemade ice cream in all 50 states. And every time we do this, so fun of the part of the fun for me is researching it and source, you know, crowdsourcing where the best ice cream is. It's a great conversation starter when I meet people. But the second part of that is kind of the wrapping things up. We do a complete food rating for every ice cream shop that we go to. So in our quest of it taste the best ice cream, we have kind of five key criteria. The first is being the price. What's the price point? Is that affordable? What do we think about that? Was it worth the price, so to speak? The selection, and there is a sweet spot here. More is not always better. We've been to places with like 10 flavor options. We've been to places with over 100 More does not always mean better. So is it the right amount of selection? And is there enough variety and things of that nature? The third is the texture. So this is like how smooth and creamy it is. The fourth is the flavor, meaning the quality of flavor. When you taste it, does it actually have like a good flavor to it? And lastly, it's kind of overall experience. So when you walk into the shop, does it kind of catch you? Does it hook you in? Does it make you go, oh, this is cool? Or is it just plain Jane? Again, all of these things just make an experience unique. And so we have found that those five criteria for us are a fun way to turn every ice cream stop into an adventure. Our third one would be play a game maybe differently. So in this case, we were playing Frisbee. And I have not been a disc golfer really ever in my life. So part of this was just trying something that we've never been exposed to, such as disc golf. And just for fun, we do have a couple of Frisbees with us now. And as a challenge, we would just set up a target or a box and try to hit it with the Frisbee. It's almost like a mini version of Frisbee golf. But often I think we decide that we can't do these things because we don't have the right stuff. But if you look at like, okay, minimum viable product for disc golf is essentially something to throw and something to hit, I guess right? Maybe my disc golfers would argue with me on that one. But in this case, that's what we've done. And we called it disc golf, even though it's not. It was a box and a non-disc golf frisbee. (laughs) And it was fun. The fourth one is to explore the outdoors regardless of weather. So we're getting into that season where we want to start hibernating. The weather's getting a little cooler or actually depending on where you are, maybe it's getting nice out finally and you can go outside. But we always try to figure out, okay, what could we do? And when we were in Maine, it rained. I think when we were in the Northeast, it rained a substantial amount this spring. When we were in Alaska, it rained a substantial amount. And so we're always trying to find things like, what could we do anyway? And in Maine, we went to the Portland, Maine Head Lighthouse, which is very interesting because it's kind of a beach 
take that with a grain of salt because in Maine, everything is rocky and craggy coastlines. There are some sandy beaches. But in this case, it was the beach. It was this old historic mansion that was so fascinating and a couple of other abandoned buildings and the lighthouse. What was fun for me was that I just got to let my kids explore. And being that it was a gloomy, cloudy day, all of our kids have really bright colored rain jackets. So for me, it was super fun to take pictures because of the contrast between the dark, gloomy background of the ocean or of the sky and then these like magenta, royal blue, orange, yellow colored jackets. They just popped. So it was a lot of fun for me. You know, fun little tip, buy bright colored rain jackets for your kids. The contrast on rainy days makes for great pictures. So number five would be watch an adventure movie or documentary together. So some movies might be things like Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Free Solo, Into Thin Air, Call of the Wild, Jungle, A Walk in the Woods, Goonies was fun when we were on the Oregon coast, National Treasure. I think we're watching a documentary right now on skiing, and I want to say it's like Edge of the Map or something like that. It's interesting because we start to see and we start to look for what we're seeing in these movies out in real life. And so it gives you something to strive for, something that you might say, oh, gosh, I want to see that or I want to do that, which has always been fun. Number six is bring the outside in. So this can be as simple as just figuring out an activity where a little piece of nature can come into your house for 24 hours. Maybe you decide you're going to freeze blooms or grass into ice cubes, or you might find an interesting rock to serve as a paperweight for 24 hours, or twigs. My kids have gotten a little carried away with the twigs and the grasses lately. I think they've braided baskets and we've made lays and crowns, all kinds of really cool things. So it's always interesting what you suggest when we decide we're going to bring the outside in for 24 hours. Number seven, it is that time of season and I am from Wisconsin. So jump around has new meaning in Wisconsin. But it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's a trampoline. Maybe it's something like taking trapeze lessons or having a jumping contest. Once while we were waiting in an airport, we had a significant amount of time and I thought, gosh, I just don't want to sit here. So we started doing different jumping contests. We did the standing lug jump. We did who could jump the highest. We put a selfie video on and we would see who could jump the highest when we all jumped at the same time. Or maybe you blast the music from House of Pain and you pretend you are attending a Wisconsin Badger football game. I don't know. It's a fun little adventure. Number eight is to fly something. And that something is like a fill in the blank. It might be a kite. You might volunteer to crew a hot air balloon. Maybe it's a model airplane. Maybe it's a paper airplane. The goal is just to start thinking differently about like what can fly. Maybe you could make a parachute. It gets you thinking differently about things you can do. Number nine is to try or witness a unique sport or skill that most people don't know about. We've really enjoyed this a lot. Last year, I had the luxury of joining a crew down at the World Cup and watch the luge, which is just an interesting sport in and of itself. But they also have free slider search days. So I'll put a link in the show notes on the USA Luge. In Alaska, we watched a blacksmith create art. You might seek out a folk music or a school that teaches banjo or participate in pyrotechnics fire art show. We've also done that. What's interesting is 
When you start to look for these things, they show up and they're more visible. They're in your zone of awareness. Each of these interesting sports or skills or activities that we've participated in, it gave us a way to have a conversation. Like, how did they become interested in this? How did they hone their skills? How long have they been doing it? Who inspired them? It's just a meaningful way for us to connect with others. And number 10 is to take a holiday hike. This might be a hike in your costumes, a haunted spooky hike around Halloween, a night hike with luminaries singing Christmas carols at Christmas time. Maybe you look for bunnies and eat jelly beans in the spring, or you take the first day of spring flower walk to see which flowers have bloomed. There's a lot of different options. Sometimes just adding a little bit of variety, a little simple adventure to your life can become some of the greatest memories. We've said for a while in our family, small steps lead to big memories. And having now had a year of big memories, it's been really fun to think back to the origin story. If this episode is helping you think differently or you think infusing Simple Adventure into your lifestyle might be something you'd enjoy, consider signing up for the Ordinary Sherpa Simple Adventure subscription. Each week, you'll get an adventure tip, idea, or a support message in your email to help your family take small steps towards big memories. Until next week, keep on adventuring. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.